0: back again for episode four of my Mind, Body, Soul Stuff podcast. And today I'm going to be delving into a topic a little bit different to usual. So we're going to be focusing on the physical body. The first three episodes, we did a lot of delving into mind stuff. So expressing anger, nurturing with self-love, embracing darkness. And today I really wanted to get into understanding nutrition and the ways in which we can really tune into ourselves, really tune into our bodies and take our health into our own hands. As we see the the rise in health trends and, and we see the rise in all this incredible healthy information and information on health foods, I wanted to sort of delve into how we can take that information and apply it to ourselves as we are all so biochemically unique and individual and our needs are so specific to us. Before I go ahead I'm going to quickly go and introduce myself for those of you that don't know me my name is Lana Almuller. I currently work as a nutritional therapist with a love for exploring mind body soul stuff so a lot of the topics will take a very holistic approach including um, or understanding that our physical, emotional, mental, spiritual bodies all contribute to our overall well-being as well as our environment as and our genetics. I like to get very vulnerable and share my own experiences with you guys and share my own journey with you guys in hope to really uh, help us connect. And I... Understanding nutrition. So it's been incredibly positive to see the amount of information that is out there now on proper nutrition and to see the rise in in health really trend at the moment um, is such an incredible positive shift you know we're seeing more and more articles delve into um, the ways in which we can use food as healing tools as medicine the ways in which uh, people have completely changed their lives around so we are at a time as well, thanks to the internet, where we have access to all of this information, but that also there is essentially this awareness um, that is rising in health, awareness that is is rising in a holistic approach to health, which uh, which is fairly new to us now. It's, you know, herbal medicines and foods as medicine are very much ancient practice and are far more ancient than conventional medicines. And that is essentially, obviously, where conventional medicines stem from. Um, But along the ways we forgotten and went so down a route of conventional medications, uh, conventional medicine, and we are now seeing a rise again. So it's, it's great, and it's a very positive shift. So some people will say, oh, you know, do you really think that, you know, there's, be, there's this change going Absolutely, there is a great change going on and it's amazing that we have access to this. Unfortunately, a little bit of the downfall with all of this incredible information is that we might find very contradictory information. So a lot of the time I'll have people call me up, friends call me up, people in clinic come to me and say, oh, but you know, I read this was good. You know, I read celery was really good for you, but then actually when, you know, but then actually it can be really bad for you if this and etc. so there's a lot of this contradictory information and i find that very interesting because yes there is two sides to everything and and what that really boils down to is us as an individual food can have great benefits Or it can have adverse effects and that is so dependent on our own biochemical uniqueness and and what our bodies might need through a specific period of time. Some of us may live with certain ailments and conditions or chronic disease and so what might be great for one person might not be great for us. So really, with all this information, it is great to take in. It is great to educate ourselves. But most importantly, we need to educate ourselves on our own bodies. Or not educate. That's the wrong word. We need to really tune in to our own bodies. And learn and practice how we can tune into our own bodies to really understand what it is that our bodies need what it is that our imbalances may be that need balancing and what foods can help correct those imbalances to help and give us a life of great vitality and optimal well-being. So I think it is so important to read up on nutrition and to read up from a uh, well-known trusted sources so we can read articles you know all over the internet the great thing is we have access to everything but you really want to look at the sources in which you're reading them from so always check that they are well-trusted sources one of my favorite uh websites for a very kind of uh, for a good understanding on nutrition and nutrition specifics and stuff is Dr. Axe, Dr. Josh Axe, or I don't know if you pronounce it Ashe, but it's spelled D-R doctor and then A-X-E dot com. Uh, His website has a great uh, wealth of information on nutrition and health stuff, and he's somebody that you can trust, um, very well known in his field of functional medicine. Dr. Mark Hyman also can have some great uh, articles on his website. That's Mark Hyman, H-Y-M-A-N, Mind Body Green. So sometimes you'll find great um, uh, blogs or websites who have various um, contributors writing for them. And mindbodygreen.com is another one where you'll find some great information. So I think it's, it's very good to educate ourselves. A, a book that I, again, mentioned in one of the other podcasts, in one of the other episodes, Um, that I believe is so helpful and it was one of the first books I read when I started learning about nutrition is Patrick Holford's Optimum Nutrition Bible so again he was a very well respected man in his field um, very knowledgeable it's a it's a book that is greatly backed by a lot of scientific research so it really helps to understand the facts but it helps to give an overall understanding on nutrition and how we can apply it to ourselves so it's a it's a great book to begin with uh, if you really want to understand nutrition, it's it's excellent. So this this information and this education is very valuable to us when we then start to learn to tap into our bodies. So we understand what foods are good for what ailments. What foods are good for what imbalances you know what foods can provide us with more antioxidants if we're you know going through something that is causing cell damage etc or you know different things so understanding the benefits and the adverse effects of every food and how we can use them medicinally because food really is a medicine and that's how I like to see it is that it's almost like dosing to ourselves you know a doctor might give you a prescription for something might give somebody else a prescription of something that food is specifically prescribed for you and i think that's that's what a lot of holistic nutritionists like to do is we it's a patient center care so we look at the individual we don't we there is not one diet that suits all there is not one way of eating that suits everybody it's it's never unfortunately that general as much as we'd like it to be and it would make our jobs easier to say here you go that's the way you should eat There are so many things that we need to take into account from the person's environment to the person's genetics to the person's mental well-being, emotional well-being, spiritual well-being and physical well-being. So all of these things are something that I like to go through and practice when I sit down with someone and that's why my initial consultations are usually up to two hours long because I like to really find out what is going on as a whole. So the person is treated as a whole and, and treated as an individual. Definitely, I think, um, assistance from somebody that can help guide you can also be very beneficial and that's entirely up to each individual i think we can obviously go ahead and uh you know embark on our own journey and not really seek help from from you know anyone external who is a health practitioner and we can say oh you know i want to go and do this myself and if you can and 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 you know enough to and you are very in tune to, and I don't think that that's impossible, I think that's very much a possibility, um, go for it. I think it's also great just um, taking help when we need it and taking help from the people that you feel like can help you and you feel drawn to and can work with. Um, but also, I think it's very important in that relationship to to. I can only speak from my experience. For instance, when I have clients, I much prefer to empower them with the right knowledge and tools to go off, and then be able to be fully independent and make their own decisions and and learn about their own bodies eventually. And so it's almost like giving someone the kickstart and the tools to go ahead. Like here you go. This is what you you need to learn. This is what you need to understand you can do it, you know, and, and providing the, the, the support to do that as well. So a lot of uh, clients would like to come back for follow-ups. I think an initial follow-up is always great um, just to see how the person is doing on the plan that they've been put on for, you know, checking any amendments that might be necessary or not. And then it's totally up to the client to want to come back and seek support if they need it. Um, You know, I did that with my nutritionist a lot. So I saw her initially. She's changed my life. And then I'd see her for follow-ups every now and again because it was a reassurance for me. I was very trusting in her because I'd seen so many benefits happen whilst I was seeing her. And this was eight or nine years ago. There were such great changes that I trusted her. I saw that it was working. Her knowledge was uh, invaluable and just... She was had an incredible um, wealth of knowledge that she taught me with. and that, But then also sparked me to go and want to learn more about. Because I saw how much it was working. So I was like, wow. I then started reading. And she was the reason why I then went into nutrition. Because I just saw how much it really changed my life. That I was like, this is incredible and insane. So... You know, I think for so long, we have always put our health into the hands of others, Um, you know, into our GPs, our doctors, um, hospitals, governments, you know, we have never really taken our health into our own hands. And so when we come face to face with an illness, if we do, or when we're diagnosed with a chronic disease, it can feel so scary. And it can feel like our whole world is crumbling around us because we're all of a sudden left in the dark. We don't know anything about what it is that they're telling us about. We don't understand why this has happened. You know, what, where in the line of our body bodies has this happened and why? What, what is the root cause? Why is this happening? And then how can I treat that? Or how can I best support that? So obviously in some cases there are definitely um, times in which some of us depend on conventional medicine and it can work in favor to save our lives. So, you know, for um, people who may be insulin dependent and diabetic, you know, have type one diabetes, that's uh, an autoimmune condition that is non-reversible as opposed to type 2 diabetes, which can be very well reversed with the correct diet. Um, You know, something like conventional uh, uh, medicine, uh, insulin injections can save our lives. You know, they, they are really what is helping us keep alive. But then how can we also understand the ways in which we can support ourselves naturally? You know, can we reverse our condition? Is there... Is there more that we can learn about what it is the root cause of our condition that got us here in the first place that we can then work to get back to? What are the imbalances that may need balancing that could help uh, put our bodies into remission or take us back to a state of optimal well-being where we are not experiencing common ailments that we may be experiencing every day? and those could be so minor from things like bloating to low energy to not the greatest sleep to digestive issues that you know we just sort of accept and go along with and think that that's well you know they're they're minor enough to not so heavily interfere in our lives but they're also great enough to not allow us to live optimally and so health is not an absence of disease health is a life full of vitality and optimal well-being. It's very funny. Sometimes I've had conversations with, um, with elders who have said, but I'm not sick, you know, I'm fine. I'm, I'm still able to walk and eat and do this every day. And I'm like, but do you feel great? You know, like, are you living optimally? Are you living a life full of vitality? Or are you just living a life absent of true disease? Unfortunately, the more we ignore our bodies and what our bodies are trying to communicate to us because our bodies communicate with us on a daily basis. Our bodies are trying to communicate with us on a daily basis in the most physical ways possible. And if we're not listening to them, we're essentially ignoring them. And unfortunately, the repercussions of that is... um, you know, an accumulation of symptoms that may not be great enough, but that are really warning signs for us that then further on down the line lead to chronic illness. So, you know, someone might experience something in their 30s where they are then diagnosed with a condition that could be easily reversed or, or not. Um, and and then they, you know, they say, oh, but that's it, that's just age, you know, that's my luck, or it's just, it's in my genes. But It's not. And whatever it is that we are, whatever cards we are dealt with in life, we still have the choice to make the most out of our lives and to make the most to live a life full of vitality. And aging does not necessarily mean um, you know, it is a a, a slow process of disease. It's not, oh, but I'm 50 and I'm just, I'm getting old now. That's 50 is so young. I hear so many people say that to me, you know, but I'm 55 and I'm just getting old. That is so young. That might sound crazy to some people, but I've also met 80 year olds that are in the prime of their lives. Maybe not the prime, but is in, they are full of energy running up mountains, you know, full of fitness, full of life energy and so ultimately it's really our choice but unfortunately I think along the ways we've been stripped of that choice and so we feel that there is no other way and that well we don't really have an option we don't really have a choice this is just what we're given and we have to deal with it and we have to go to our routine checks and we have to go through our medications and absolutely at times that is very very necessary and it's not to say that you know uh, somebody should come off conventional medication if that is something that they um, that they need at this time. Some people might need it truly forever, but it's very good to explore the natural and holistic approaches that can support it and to work alongside somebody that can help you um, support that in the best way possible. If you want to take that route, it is so important to speak with your doctor and say, I feel like I want to, you know, really complement what I'm doing um, with you conventionally with someone else who's also um going to take a more holistic approach your doctor should be willing to accept that that is your freedom of choice to make that decision um, and and if your doctor feels like he doesn't want to do that or doesn't feel comfortable then try and find a doctor that is willing to work with someone because and I think some doctors are now becoming very aware of how much diet does play a role, and so a lot of them will be willing to work alongside, let's say, your nutritionist, or homeopath, or herbalist, or whoever it is you decide to work with. Um, a lot of them will be willing to, and if they're not, just find someone that will be, because that is that is your freedom of choice, and that is uh, your decision to want to live a life optimally. wanted to say again thank you so much to those of you who have been emailing in and messaging in um, and taking the moment to be so vulnerable with me because it, it really is in our vulnerability that we are able to connect as humans and Our experiences and our journeys through life never have to leave us feeling like we are alone and it can be a very scary thing to open up, but opening up in a safe space with the right people at the right time can really help us to realize that we are just all so human. So I hope that I can continue to create this space for for you guys and that we can continue to create space like that for others as well. A, a safe space of no judgment um, and vulnerability. So yeah, I usually share just a lot of my stuff on here and a lot of my own journey and my own learnings and life is beautiful like that because we are always learning and I am always learning and it's incredible how much I I am learning from all of you as well and it's incredible how much you guys also remind me every day as well that we really just are so human. So thank you and thank you for uh, being a part of this and thank you for all of your kind words so far if you guys want to join the conversation you can check out my website at table for one that's number one.com feel free to uh, all my contacts are on there my social media links are on there so feel free to contact me in any way you feel you want to connect um, whether it's email dm tweet uh, through instagram etc I love hearing back from you guys, so I think we're ready to begin. (laughs) A lot of doctors can make us feel like there is no option. Again, a lot of doctors, we might go and get our checkup and be faced with a diagnosis of something, and you may ask, well, what's the reason? And they're unable to tell you, and they might just tell you, well, it's bad luck, or, you know, does someone else in your family have this? Well, then it's genetics, and here you go, here's a prescription and you need to take this for the rest of our lives. And the problem with not knowing, with not, with not um, knowing what other approaches we can take is, is that we feel like that is the only route. So that is why it is so important to really be open to all of this wealth of information that we are receiving right now with holistic um, healing and nutrition and I specifically uh, focus on nutrition because it is the foundation of our health it is a practice that we do every day we eat and it really is the foods in which we eat that can make such a greater difference to our overall health so th- um, other alternative or other complementary great uh, medicines such as acupuncture homeopathy they are great additions Um, But nutrition is something that we practice every day. What we eat is something we do every single day. And foods can either be a great tool for healing or a great, or not a great way, but as in, it can also be a way of slowly poisoning and killing ourselves if we are making the wrong decisions. And when I was first diagnosed with Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune condition of the thyroid, yes, yes autoimmune conditions uh, exist in my family so of course it's very easy for the doctor to say well oh there you go it's genetics Um, but it's affecting a different organ this autoimmune disease to where it's affecting someone else in my family you know then the news was i detected i had a thyroid imbalance when i when i read my own blood tests because i just felt like something was off and every doctor i went to and I, and blood tests i did was um, you know no you're fine everything's wrong and that's because the way in which conventional lab ranges are read are very different to the way in which functional medicine, so holistic medicine, will, will read a blood test. So the way I'll read a blood test is very different to the way a doctor, a conventional doctor might read a blood test because their ranges are so different. So their ranges are usually on the extremes, so extreme enough to need to medicate. And if they're, they're not at those extremes, they don't feel it necessary to tell you. It's fine. They just leave you to wait with time and when it's at a time where it finally reaches that extreme range they'll then say okay yes you do actually have something and you we need to prescribe you this so it's almost like waiting for something to happen because that's just a lot of the time how they've been educated to believe um the body works we just you know with age with genetics etc we develop disease and when the disease is there we then treat it with medicine So they are very uh, focused on the pathogen and the disease and not necessarily the person. Whereas with functional medicine or holistic healing, we are very focused on the individual and it's more of a patient-centered care. So we treat the person, not the illness. And so when I heard this news, you can imagine I was, uh, so I I read my blood test. I thought, okay, they're a bit out of whack, actually, my thyroid levels. And no one's ever told me that, but that's something to check further. So I went to see a specialist who was an endocrinologist so he's a conventional doctor, specializes in the endocrine system, which is um, uh, which is a system of glands that basically release hormones, and our thyroid is one of those glands so they they specifically deal with hormones, et cetera, and this was I went to him to to check out my thyroid hormones. And I said, this is what I do in my life. I'm a nutritionist. I read my blood test results different and I saw something different and I just want to get it checked out further. And he was open to that. And he checked my th- thyroid and straight away felt that there were nodules on it. So I was like, okay, that's a bit alarming. And then went into tests and said, actually, and a, you know, a week later came back to me and said, actually you have Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune condition so none of your cells are damaged as, as of yet, but uh, we need you to start taking um, thyroxine, which is a synthetic form of thyroid hormone, um, every day, pretty much for the rest of your life. And I sat there and I just, I mean, I put, I put down the phone, it was on the phone that I'd received the news, and I burst out crying, and I was like, what? what does this even mean? And I said, I called him back and I said, why does this happen? Well, you know, it runs in your family, etc. I was like, that's not good enough for me. I needed to understand the root cause of how this can happen because it doesn't just happen out of nowhere. And my mind I was like, this doesn't just happen out of nowhere. It's probably something that I had for years and went undetected um but I from being so in tune with my body over the years of learning to become in tune with my body I realized something even though I was feeling great and I was on my journey of optimal health and and uh you know feeling incredible there were things that still weren't making sense with my hormones being a little bit out of balance but you know I had come such a long way so I was finally kind of at the, the the second stage of my health journey which was being diagnosed with Hashimoto's. So I truly do believe it was probably undetected for a long, long time. But luckily with being able to read my blood test, I managed to take it there and figure it out. So I went into heavy research mode and started to read why. what is the, What are the causes of Hashimoto's? And I read, and I read, and I read, and I read various different blogs. And then I came in to contact with a naturopathic doctor who is a holistic doctor in New York who specifically specialized in Hashimoto's. And uh, I managed to have brief emails with him and he, uh, a lot of his website explained, you know, the, the link between uh, intestinal permeability or leaky gut and autoimmune disease. And anyways, I eventually went on to read this incredible book called The Paleo Approach by Sarah Ballantine, who has a PhD and, uh, in medicine and, and actually explains it from a very scientific um, background, but with a very holistic approach. So it is so much to do with nutrition. So it's it's a very big thick book and I really recommend this to anybody who lives with an autoimmune disease because only then did I realize that actually autoimmune diseases are so much more common than cancer. So they're the number one diagnosed uh, uh, form of illness more than cancer is diagnosed. It's just that autoimmune conditions can fall into so many different uh chronic conditions so psoriasis can be seen as an autoimmune condition and an autoimmune condition is when our immune systems start to attack our own organs or body cells and body tissue um, rheumatoid arthritis MS um, Hashimoto's which thyroid condition diabetes there there are pages and pages and pages of autoimmune conditions and whilst they present themselves in so many different ways because um, you know, it's the immune system attacking different organs and cells and tissues, they all are essentially the same thing. It's our immune system in overdrive. So what is causing our immune systems to start attacking our own body cells? That's what we need to focus on. So this book really opened all of that information onto me. And it, again, the it's called The Paleo Approach, Reversing Autoimmune Disease or Autoimmune Illness with Sarah Ballantyne. Um, and so the more research i did the more i understood the ways in which i could help to potentially reverse my condition and so i went ahead and i started following this you know autoimmune paleo diet for 3 months so strictly so solidly um you know, but then it also goes a lot into, into the factors of supporting your uh, mental, emotional, spiritual body. So getting adequate amounts of sleep, um, lessening stress, doing, you know, mindfulness, meditation, breathing, all these things, again, they contribute to our overall health. So I started my journey and I can't tell you, I felt the best I had ever felt in those three months in my whole entire life it was very hard to sustain because it's uh autoimmune paleo is different to paleo and that there's a lot of things that you can't have and um i don't want to delve too deeply into that because i feel like i'm moving a little bit away from the topic of really what i wanted to talk about on this podcast but um yeah it, it was a lot more restrictive so i felt such incredible benefits but at the same time um i lost a lot of weight because they also focus on not having too many carbohydrates which then i learned actually can can be had in autoimmune Paleo. So, I did lose a bit of weight, and for me, my my body weight is is uh, is balanced. But I was getting to a point where I was losing too much weight, and I I didn't like that. Um, it didn't feel uh, healthy to me. Uh, but I felt great, and so I I understood. Okay, this is so much about basically you know not exacerbating the gut and not uh, provoking an uh, 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 immune stimulation with foods that are typically. Uh, Allergenic, so, you know, eggs, uh, nuts, seeds, these are all things you can't have on autoimmune pain because they trigger our immune systems. So even now to this day, I really work on uh, healing the gut and and not overstimulating my immune system. So taking adaptogens, taking adaptogenic foods, um, taking immune regulators like uh, echinacea and things that really help regulate the immune system and and help to keep it um, from going in overdrive and as well, I've started acupuncture. So again, all these different ways in which I've been able to educate myself to help me in my condition to help support me. And that might seem like a very big effort for a lot of people. And it might still seem like, you know, oh, gosh, but I have to go through all this. But the great thing of that is, is that you're not always entirely dependent on it. And also, rather than just kind of living kind of a, a, a autopilot life of taking medications and maybe not even seeing real benefits from it. Taking this holistic approach for me really allowed me to um, know that I actually, I'm not just taking a medication medication to keep me alive, but I'm, I'm I'm taking a holistic approach that is also helping me to heal. So it's not just covering a symptom with a pill. It's actually getting to the root cause and trying to heal the root cause and as a result of that being able to really reap the benefits of having great energy again, of, uh, balancing my hormones again, of, you know, restoring my digestive health again. So it was actually really treating the root cause of it. And that is why I think it's so important to be able to educate and read as much as you can, because there is always a solution. And that might not mean getting rid of, uh, you know a condition that you might live with Um, but it does mean that it gives us the freedom to make the choices in which we can we can really support our bodies through whatever condition it is that we may be diagnosed with if we are and if we're not and we're just seeking general well-being it is so great as a preventative as a preventative measure because no doubt we all have um you know imbalances here and there um And it's just great to work with, to to know what foods we can work with on a daily basis to correct those balances. So another thing is, is our bodies are constantly changing. So also the way I eat constantly changes. And that's why these also these one diet suits all, they're so unrealistic. They're not specific to us, but also our bodies are changing. And it's so funny because At one point in my life, I was so focused on trying to be so consistent all the time. Consistently happy, consistent in my routine, consistent in my health, consistency. I was fighting so much for consistency. And then I came across, I remember once walking out the front door of my house and this quote popped up on my phone or I was Googling something and this quote popped up by Aldous Huxley and it's still one of my favorite quotes to this day and it says, Consistency is contrary to life, contrary to nature. The only consistent things in life are dead. And I remember reading that and I just laughed and it was so powerful at the time and I just felt, wow. You know, it's about embracing change because we, everything in nature is changing. It's constantly changing, evolving. The seasons change. Everything is is, is so cyclical. We are, we are evolving, our bodies are changing every day. And so understanding, you know, really listening to what our bodies might need and tapping into that, allow us to make those daily decisions for whatever we might need to give our bodies at the time. So for instance, sometimes um, around you know, my period, before I get my period, sorry, boys, uh, this is the reality of being a woman, and it's a beautiful one at that. Um, But around the time of getting my period, you know, I I will crave uh, chocolate. And now I understand that, okay, chocolate, conventional chocolate that we find like a dairy Cadbury's milk or whatever, isn't really going to give me what my body is needing. But understanding that raw cacao, the source of where chocolate actually comes from, is super high in magnesium, which is a, a, a mineral that, first of all, is such a great relief for muscle cramping. So for those who might have period cramps, it's incredible for that um and uh, it's uh, magnesium is also an incredible mineral for releasing stress and for aiding sleep um and cacao also is a is a super great natural stimulant that helps to trigger our happy hormones so you know in in those times i'm like oh i really feel so i'll make myself a raw cacao ice cold smoothie with banana you know and really enjoy it and make myself some raw cacao almond brownies and really enjoy it and feel good that's what my body is telling me it is needing and so it's it's interesting when you understand and learn about foods why your body craves the foods that they do and how you know what are the foods that you should give it instead that are that are the the healthy substitutes of that you know what is it that your body is trying to tell you if i'm feeling stressed i'm going to start looking at Foods that help my body adapt in stressful times, maca powder, you know, it's a great root plant from Peru that helps um, balance our hormones as well as helps our body adapt in times of stress. Same with reishi mushroom. It's an adaptogen, Um, you know, things that help nourish our adrenal glands, which are glands that are uh, um, responsible for our stress response. You know, what are foods that, you know, mineral rich foods that are great for that, you know, foods really high in minerals. Foods for energy, you know, you want to look at whole foods, you know, to cut out things that are going to spike your energy and cause it to crash really deep. So, you know, refined carbohydrates, they will, you know, sugars, they'll cause you to go on a massive high, which gives you a great boost of energy, but then slowly you'll find a huge slump where your energy falls. You know, and that's really detrimental to our hormonal balance as well. And we are all made up of hormones and men and women. It's so essential to balance out our hormones, um, you know, as well as our energy. So read, read and read and read as much as you possibly can. And I really, really, really highly uh, um, recommend Patrick Holford's Optimum Nutrition Bible uh you, you know if you if you nutrition is something that you want to study uh you know and you want to take a more um you know you want to actually delve into that world and 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 uh either do it for you or your family members or to become an actual nutritional therapist um i studied at the college of naturopathic medicine in london and it was a 3 year course there are a lot of these online courses that unfortunately i just I don't believe uh, are greatly beneficial or provide um, enough information on real nutrition. I know that there's this one online course, a course I think it's the Integrative Institute of Nutrition and it's sort of like a short course into holistic nutrition, but, you know, they'll teach you a, a few diets and then it's not Thorough enough, I'd say, or or is backed with enough, I'd say to to really help uh, understand a, a deeper learning of uh, biomedicine and anatomy and physiology because the science part is is very much uh, uh, the foundation of understanding all of that. so understanding how the body actually works is you know a whole year of biomedicine in my school is mandatory if you've if you if you have no uh, uh, a levels or degree, previous degrees in uh, biochemistry or biology, etc., or medicine. So um, yes, so so the more we can educate ourselves, th- the 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 better. The more we can understand with foods, and and sometimes that's not always um, just learning from books. A lot of it is through experience. So a lot of it is through uh, going through our own experiences and our our own trial and errors that is where we learn the most from so we can we can read all of this and I think it's very great and it's and it's uh, I think we should read all this information but essentially the tapping into our bodies comes from we have this sort of backlog or, or um, hard drive of information that we've accumulated from external sources but now it's time to tap into our internal source because really we have all the answers like I said previously our bodies are always trying to communicate with us and so how do we tap into that I know from my experience, the greatest way I was able to tap into that was through trial and error. So I was, you know, being guided by my nutritionist. And then it was, uh, you know, after that, a lot of sort of as my body was changing and as I was reading and then as I went on to go and study nutrition, it was a lot of trial and error, you know, like eating a food and, and seeing how my body reacted to it. You know, did I have any sort of flare up? Did it cause me a sore throat? Did I get mucusy? Those are all signs of intolerance. Did I get bloating, signs of digestive problems or, uh, you know, again, another intolerance? Uh, you know, am I, all these things like really listening to how our bodies react to foods. Do I feel tired after a meal? That might mean that we need more digestive support. Maybe we're not, you know, our digestive systems weakened. Um, and again we, are, we get all the answers from the the external sources of, of education that we've been able to acquire. It just helps us it helps to give us a greater understanding of um, what's going on in our bodies when we listen to it. So you know we can say you know we can we can become aware of the things that are happening in our bodies, but it's also important to understand w- why they're happening or, or what it is about that food or or our body that's reacting to that food and how can we help that situation. I think very important as well is uh, the frustration I see with uh, a lot of people and clients in, in uh, trying to get onto the path of healthier ways. I think a lot of people tend to get very frustrated and they'll come and say, But I you know, I tried this and I tried that and nothing's working for me and you know, and it's 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 so important to know that these things take time and they really are a journey and my health journey is ongoing and is always going to be ongoing and I think we never stop learning and as I said my body's always changing but along the years I've accumulated more information that has allowed me to understand my body better, allowed me to understand nutrition better, allowed me to understand the ways in which we can heal with foods better and allowed me to understand also the importance of um, not just our foods but other factors again that I mentioned our mental emotional environmental uh, genetics etc. Um, and so accepting that it takes time and not being so hard on yourself as well and that results don't happen overnight so this has been an ongoing journey for me in the for the last eight years um, and I remember my brothers actually who just recently sort of uh, went on uh, on uh, trialing with eating vegan foods, you know, they came to me and they noticed so many benefits and they said to me, you know, how long have you been doing this for? And I was like, yeah, it's, it's been eight years, nearly nine years now, but basically nine years now, actually. And so they were like, wow, <laughs> that's ages. And I was like, shit, that is really long. Um, but, you know, what's kept me going is the benefits that I've been seeing along the way. And it's also uh releasing any need for perfectionism releasing any need for this you know uh, perfection that doesn't exist perfection p- perfection is such a a great illusion that we put on ourselves and it only gives us such great uh, expectations of ourselves, which lead us to disappointment. But, you know, the little benefits that I was seeing along the way and that my energy was great. And sometimes it takes us to stop, Takes it takes us stopping and, and acknowledging our achievements so far. And, and so keeping a journal, actually, can be very helpful. So writing down, you know, what it is that you feel and, and continuing to write throughout the months, you know, on how you, where you've seen improvements and where you haven't really helped. I remember I, I went back to my nutritionist sort of months or a year later and I was like, you know, I don't feel like it's... I'm still feeling this. She said, okay, let's go back to your first consultation. <laughs> and she reread me all the symptoms that I'd brought up to her and I was like, wow, I completely forgot I was even feeling that way. Like, I completely forgot that I was feeling all of these things that were... Um, you know, like, really destroying the way I was living. Um, And so sometimes it really just takes stopping and acknowledging our achievements so far and congratulating our bodies, like being kind to ourselves and loving and patient and saying thank you and well done. Like, really, we don't do that enough to ourselves, but just stopping and saying well done. Like, you've done an amazing job. Like, congratulations to me like and and like speak to your body because your body is always listening and it wants that love and attention as well and I know that sounds crazy but our cells really change in the way that we communicate with our bodies and so if we're giving our bodies love and we're saying loving congratulations and and acknowledging its efforts and you know our bodies work so hard for us um, voluntarily. We don't tell it what to do. It is working for us every day. And that simple act of gratitude and thanks and congratulations, really, like it goes a long way to our soul as well and to our physical body so much um, and to ourselves, to our mental health and actually stopping and realizing, whoa, okay, you know, let's stop focusing on, on all the negatives and trying to achieve this perfectionism. but But actually just, wow, you know, my body is amazing, and it's doing all of these things, and I'm helping in the best way possible to support it. But it's you know, and it's and it's it's working, and it's really doing its best, and that is amazing, and that is enough. Um, again, it it's uh, so much health really is in our own hands. So. You know we can we can also sit there and say but but I tried you know I sometimes have clients who come in and say you know but I did this and I did that but you know and then I'll kind of dig further and it's you know finding out really how much they actually complied because the information is all there but it's within us to really make that change and so you know it's so great when I see um, clients who who have been so serious about improving their health and they've tried and it's you know, been, a, been a, a long journey for them and they've gone ahead and they've done all these things and they've come such a long way I, and, you know, they'll come and they'll say, thank you so much. I'm like, no, you, I mean, thank you and I acknowledge and I accept and I'm so happy I was able to play a role in your life of supporting and guiding but ultimately it is, it is us that makes the changes. It is us, it is, you know, so it's so important to congratulate yourself as well because it's in our willingness um, that we are actually able to make these incredible positive changes and so you know I find it's all very obvious but you know how willing are we to comply in order to make those positive changes to ourselves because we can continue to look to others for help but really the change comes from within ourselves and so unfortunately as as much as uh, as uh, you know, health practitioners and people in health can, can work and, and make great changes. You know, I'm certainly not a miracle worker. <laughs> um, and I, I, I really see myself as, as more of a, uh, somebody there to guide and, and support um, and teach. But ultimately, yeah, that, that change really comes from within. And it you know, really has to be something that that person wants so, you know, they might say, oh, yeah, but, you know, I still, I still, I'm still eating, you know, bits of this here and there and, oh, but I just had this one time and da, da, da. that's fine. I'm not here to judge or to tell anybody off. <laughs> but, you know, people have to realize that whatever their actions are, um, that is where their results are coming from. So how serious are you in wanting to really make you, your life better. Again you know people might just focus on nutrition and expect that to be the, the, uh, the game changer of their life, which it can be you know, but they might leave, lead very busy lives and be like, okay, well, this is what I'm feeling and and they're really fast paced and, you know, and I'm just so tired of feeling stressed all the time and my work is this and then I've got kids and I'm married and I don't know what, and it's going on and on and on and just, I, I want something that's going to make me lose weight and, you know, and i I put on so much weight since I gave birth and, you know, you hear these very frantic sort of cases and, uh, you know, they want a quick kind of fix and you should just tell me what to eat, tell me what I need to eat to You know, I want to get this and this and this and this and that back in balance. Well, that's great. (laughs) That's also a lot to take on with somebody that is trying to juggle all of those things. So it's no wonder that you would kind of dip in and out of it. And sometimes at times you just feel so stressed that you're like, and or you have to do client outings and dinners and you eat whatever's there because you have no time to really think. And there's not enough time, not enough time, not enough time. So then it would be a lot on focusing on more of the perhaps mental aspects of things and focusing more on something that's that's more than just nutrition but focusing on something that's actually uh, allowing us to make the time for ourselves so do I really want this and how can I then make the time for myself is that more of is my health more of a priority to me and if it is how can i make that time for myself and what are the ways in which i can make something convenient enough but how dedicated am i to wanting to live a life full of um vitality and that's again it's so much fueled by whatever our intention is to begin with so you know you'll get this whole sort of but i hate my body and i just want to lose weight and i'm really stressed and i don't want to feel like this anymore and but it it's not about healthy eating should never be a form of punishment healthy eating is an act of love and it's 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 the act of recognizing that we are worthy of love and we are worthy of that nurturing we are worthy of optimal health we are worthy of healing we are worthy of life And it's in that intention that we start to prioritize and make priorities of what actually means something to us. And, you know, for so much of the beginning of my journey, it was that I wanted to change. I I was so tired of being so fed up and tired all the time and ill and and having low energy and 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 getting sick every week and I was fed up of going in and out of hospitals and seeing doctors and just being prescribed medication and antidepressants and antibiotics and all of these anties <laughs> and um you know, I was very luckily led to this nutritionist by uh, a very great family friend of of ours, of my mother's, who I call my other mother. And she said, you know, go and see this nutritionist. I didn't see how nutrition could help me at the time. I was like, well, what is she going to tell me? To stop eating chocolate and sweets? Whoop. You know, I, I know that already and I still do it. Um, you, know, you know, I didn't understand... But that first consultation that I sat in when she was able to look at myself as a whole and, and piece together all of the pieces of the puzzle that were contributing to my everyday ailments, to my everyday symptoms and actually being able to explain them to me. Finally, here someone was that was giving me answers to all of my questions uh, in regards to health. I felt like the biggest weight lift off my shoulders. And I was like, finally, someone is giving me the answers. And and not only the answers, but a solution. I was obviously so excited to begin and was still living at my mom's at the the time. So I I remember going straight away. And after I'd received all my recommendations, I was throwing all the crap food out like no tomorrow. I was stocking it with things I'd never eaten before. Quinoa was so new to me. Um, fish I hated, um, but you know, I was, I was eating fish three times a week, healthy, fatty fish, salmons, whitefish, taking all these supplements, health bands. Wow. What a difference, you know, and it was all so new to me. Um, but, it, but it was, it was, it was the change that I wanted, the, the, the recognition that I no longer wanted to live in this, you know, very gray mundane place of what I just refused to believe was life. You know, I was 17 at the time, actually. And, uh... Well, I was 17 when I was going through a lot of health complaints. I was 21 when I saw my nutritionist. Or actually, I was 20. So, yeah, it's, uh really comes from that space within and the opposite way in which that can go in in when we punish ourselves is you know oh I feel so crap oh my body's so crap oh I need to get good again blah, blah blah sometimes that can be a great kick in the ass for us to be like you know get in the gym and start doing extreme workouts and go on an extreme diet and deprive ourselves of food and really restrict but that's only going to lead to a negative cycle and a, and a and negative results because ultimately we're putting all this pressure on ourselves we're pu- putting all this expectation of ourselves and then we go to the gym and then you know something affects us that makes us feel a little bit low or our self-esteem damages or we feel like we're not doing that well in the gym or we're not seeing results so then we go and we're just like oh fuck it you know I've been so good at the gym fuck it I'm just gonna eat this burger and then we eat this burger and then we feel shit for, for it again. We punish ourselves again. Then we go back into going to extreme gym and so on and so forth. And the cycle continues. Rather than just going, I love myself and I'm doing this because I love myself and I know I deserve the best. And it's out of this space where I, my life, my health, my body deserves the best. I am honoring myself. It is such an honor to ourselves to make that decision to live a life full of vitality. And that's not just in nutrition, that's also in the ways in which it's such a lifestyle thing. It's, you know, how do we really honor ourselves in the decisions that we make to uh, free ourselves from stressful situations? How do we look after ourselves in stressful situations? How do we decide to spend, spend our free time? You know, are we numbing ourselves with Uh, alcohol and different narcotics or stimulants, drugs? Are we numbing ourselves by, you know, uh, other distractions? You know, what are we doing in our free time? And is it nurturing us? Um, I remember when I first stopped drinking, I stopped drinking alcohol for four years and people, you know, the reactions I'd get were hilarious wow you know it was at a you know young in my, in my early 20s so people were you don't drink whoa like what happened you know some people would just assume that I was fresh out of rehab or you know or like how do you have fun you know what do you do for fun was the question and funnily enough that was a very um it was a very life-changing moment for me uh the stopping alcohol because I I started to realize how much i was using it as a crutch in my life as much as it was just fun um in the beginning and it was just well i'm just having a drink with my friends what is the big deal when i stopped and i'll i'll delve into uh, a post on, on on this uh in a different episode cuz it's 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 quite a long story and i've i think i've uh, chewed your you guys ears off enough for today um this is probably one of my longer episodes um, but it, it really made me realize a lot in uh, in the ways in which I was using alcohol as a uh, crutch, and I and I was not notice uh, noticing that whilst I was drinking, etc. And so, the ways in which I spent my days, my weekends, my evenings changed because they weren't spent in the pub all day um, with friends, and they weren't spent, uh, you know in nightclubs all weekend um getting trashed and then spending the next next day hungover they i was kind of like crap i have all this time what do i do with it and it was changing that those moments and hours of of time to something that was active but but nourishing me so i was like wow okay what is it that i love to do what do i want to do and All of a sudden, my my days became so much more about my days as opposed to my night times, and my night times became more of a time where I'd actually wind down and do you know more chilled things. But my days, I wanted to be more active. I wanted to spend more time in nature. I wanted to go cycling. I wanted to go do all these classes and you know enroll in all these short courses and do acting. I was doing acting and you know painting and all of these incredible things that were really fueling me and. And and not harming me. So you know, a lot of people say, but you know, what's the big deal? You know, go for a drink every now and again. That's fine. Um, but I decided that I wanted to honor myself in a in a in a different way. Where I just I felt like I deserved more. I wanted more out of life. I I wanted to really feel passionate about the things I felt passionate for again I wanted to feel happy I wanted to feel alive and I wanted to feel like I was making a difference to myself and to others around me and so it's it's really in our intention in how we in how we honor ourselves and and in how we want to honor ourselves enough to make these decisions in the way that we we choose to live our lives not just to eat but the, the ways in which we choose to really live our lives. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, I think I will end it on this note and definitely, uh, do a new episode on the ways in which we can truly honor ourselves and create a life that we don't feel like we need to escape from. That is definitely something that I will touch upon in my next, uh, in my next episode, and if you guys have gotten this far, thank you so much for listening. Uh, again, like I would love to hear your experiences and your stories, or if you want to share anything with me or have any questions or comments, again, please feel free to contact me in whichever way you feel like you want to connect. Um, all my information is on my website, at table for one. That's the number one dot com. And I hope you all have a lovely evening and or afternoon. I am going to do my thing again and leave you with my track of the day.